Hey there, Tony here with the Truth in Words and Music podcast, episode 129. Well, it's good to be back with you. I hope you you had a great Thanksgiving, and uh, we sure did around here at the Funder Fam in the uh, bungalow here in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains. Uh, we had a wonderful day, actually. We got to eat too much food and and uh, take it too darn easy, uh, probably like a whole bunch of other people did. But that's what it's about, right? Uh, well, actually, that's not what it's about. It's about being thankful. It's uh, the, the holiday originated as a thanksgiving to God um, for the trials and tribulations that uh, those people long ago in America went through. And that's the, that's the heart of thanksgiving. But you got to know who you're thank, thankful to, right? Uh, it can't just be to self. There's got to be more to it than that. And if you go to TonyFunderberg.com and, and read my, a couple of my thanksgiving articles. Um, you'll certainly know who I believe that you give Thanksgiving to. And um, of course, that that uh, evident, I hope, in everything that I write and, and talk about here on the podcast. Uh, I'd like to go ahead and get right into it. Uh, I wrote a few articles in the past few days that uh, kind of are based on some things that are going on right now that you see in politics and uh, uh, the news, of course, and the first thing I'd like to talk about is hypocritical love. Now, would you like to know how to spot hypocritical love? I mean, it's all around you, so it's a good idea to be able to discern it, to understand it, and know it's there. Why? Well, so you won't buy into lies and silly childish euphemisms. If you're not hiding your Christianity under a basket, if you're actually being salt and light in this increasingly tasteless dark world, you're going to experience actual hate trying to pass itself off as love. That's hypocrisy. And that's what you can expect from anyone who hates the truth when it disagrees with or challenges their emotional disposition. In Colorado Springs, where I live, the day after Thanksgiving this year, a terrible crime of multiple murders occurred. I'm, I'm sure you've probably heard about that. A man decided to shoot people. Yes, he decided. He wasn't driven by the devil to do it, and he wasn't goaded by God. He did it of his own free will. It was a cowardly, evil thing to do, and he alone is to blame. What does this have to do with hypocritical love, you might ask? Well, if you follow some of the news organizations and publications and media and blogs of those who profess to celebrate diversity and tolerance, you can already see the vitriolic hate toward Christians. So far, there's no indication of this murderer's philosophy on life. But I've already read multiple articles taking negative aim at Christians. It's incredible. One article on the Huffington Post website, it's uh, written by a guy named Sam Levine, or Levine, not sure how he pronounces it, but 
It's related to the shooting at the Planned Parenthood facility, and it was about how Colorado, uh, Colorado Springs is a hub, I'm quoting him, a hub for conservative Christians. Okay. Now, why would an associate politics editor want to bring up that point? Well, to ask his readers maybe to reach out to conservative Christians in love for for a showing of support? (laughs) Hardly. Maybe he was pointing out what a tragedy it was that this happened in such a a God-fearing and loving community. No, that's nonsense. Mr. Levine's writing had one purpose, to show his contempt for conservative Christians. Otherwise, there was no need to even mention them, us. True conservative Christians had absolutely, let me repeat that, absolutely nothing to do with the shootings. Nothing. In fact, almost immediately after the crime was contained and the perpetrator was in custody, Christians from all over the country especially the pro-lifers, began condemning his actions as evil and despicable. And I include myself in that group, uh, condemning. What that man did had nothing to do with what God says. In this age of grace, paid for by Jesus, a true Christian will choose to love his fellow man. And true love doesn't pick up a weapon and go shoot innocent people. So even if this shooter makes some pro-life claim or in some way links himself to Jesus, any Christian with a decent level of wisdom and discernment will question whether it's true. I, for one, say there's no way the man's a Christian. And I also say he's done a crime worthy of death. And I also say I hope he pays for those innocent lives with his own life. And I also say I hope he repents of that sin before he dies because he can be forgiven of even murder if he truly asks God for forgiveness. But there's a a vast majority in the United States and around the world who will see this as an opportunity to seize with all the seething they can muster against Christians. In the name of love and tolerance, they'll lash out at anyone who would dare say unborn babies are real, live people. They'll write opinions and so-called editorials on how Christianity is just like all the other religions in the world. And in doing so, they'll highlight their hypocritical love because they're clueless about what true love is. Sadly, clueless. If you're looking for ways to link conservative Christians to evil men, like this latest shooter, my prayer for you today is this. God Grant that the eyes of their understanding be opened to truth, to you. Help them to let love be without hypocrisy and to hate evil and cling to what is good. And Lord, help them to grow in wisdom and see the difference. Help them to understand how their hypocritical love destroys lives, especially their own. Are you pointing out the flaws of others that you yourself display? Do you even know? Do you even care? Is it important? Yes, it is. Write to me and I'll do my best to show you why. You can write to me at Tony at TonyFunderburk.com and I'll be glad to talk to you about it. And I want to ask you another question. Is it a good thing to be true to yourself? Do you know who you are, where you came from, and what your purpose is in this life? Do you have a good idea of what if anything, will happen to you when you die? 
I mean, I know these are a lot of questions, but if you're truly going to be true to yourself, don't you think it's a good idea to be able to answer them with conviction? And even if you can, is it where you should focus your energy? Well, sort of. You know, you have to know who you are and what you're made of before you can live a meaningful life. And more importantly, you need to know you're not a silly accident. You're here on purpose. And that purpose is love. And that love comes from God. He designed you. And He loves you more than you could imagine if you could multiply your imagination by forever. That love is where you should focus. That love is where you should look for answers to questions. The world doesn't have those answers. Never did, never will. And you don't have the answers either, not without wisdom and discernment. Those come from your living, loving Creator. Now, if you'd rather go through this life looking for and justifying ways to be true to yourself, you're free to do so. If you think my my worldview is silly and childlike, well, so be it. But my recommendation today is be true to the one who made you. That would be God. Be the best you you can be. But you're not going to be the same 40 years from now as you are today. And God will be the same. You might lie to yourself, but God will always be true. Does that make a difference to you? I'd like to show you a rhyming or share with you a rhyming collection of thoughts from my much younger self as an example. And uh, to show you how much younger, the, the name of this is The 21st Thought. It goes like this. Surprise! Is it bigger than a bread box? My eyes can see right past the chain and locks. Simple. That's what they said my mind would be, but I just passed it off like morning tea. They can't accept me now. I've grown. And yes, somehow, I'm still just simple me. Keep me fastened in a boundless place where I can fade without a trace. I'm always very loudly snoring and sometimes consistently boring. No great feats, the things I've done, but I'm only, only, only 21. Uh, Surprise, it's a captivated crowd. My sighs are not motivated loud. They're soft and whispered, clear and distant, nice and easy to listen to. It's amazing what they do. My meanings run dry at the wink of an eye. It could be that I'm lost in a sighing holocaust, but I'm true to me, and I always will be. So, are you true to yourself? Mm, Maybe there's something better to be true to. And I've got another question for you, full of questions this time, aren't I? Are you giving your all to God? And what does that mean, to give your all? I'm not talking about money and possessions and household. It means you. Are you giving you to God? If you don't feel like you're giving your all to God, well, don't feel too badly. You're not alone. Neither is anybody else. (laughs) It's kind of a funny thing for a Christian to say, isn't it? But it's about selfishness. Selfishness, if you look in the first part of the Bible, it's the original sin, and it's alive and it's thriving throughout the world. I'll tell you, I suffer from it. You do. So does everybody else. Well, what can we do about it? How can we overcome ourselves and give our all to God? 
Well, let's see. Well, I, I think there are two options when it comes to dealing with your own selfishness. You can wrestle with it every day under your own power, or you can turn to God daily with thanksgiving and submission to His will instead of your own. Now, that second choice is totally doable. The first choice, not so much. And God understood that when He sent His Son to take on the guilt and punishment for your selfishness and mine. At that point, He had watched us frail and weak humans fail time after time. And we failed to keep even the smallest of His commandments. He gave us laws to follow, and we just wouldn't and couldn't do it. And he wanted us to see, he wanted us to see that for ourselves. Then he made the way out of that bottomless abyss. The way, Jesus. Well, don't take my word for it. I'm just a plain old human being like you. I'm not a prophet. I'm not a sage. I'm a believer. Believer in the one who is greater than all of creation, the one who spoke words and the whole universe exploded into existence. The one true living, loving God. There's absolutely nothing I can do to make you see the truth of the saving grace of Jesus, but I can point you in the right direction. And I believe when you let down your invisible guard of selfishness, you'll find yourself giving your all to God. You won't be able to resist the bliss of His hope. Do you think I'm silly for the way I see life? Well, feel free to write to me and tell me. Tell me why. But I bet if you were to honestly listen to what God's Word can speak to your heart, you'd discover the one who was willing to give His all for you. And then you'd want to give back. I believe that. I know that has happened to me, and I've seen it happen in the lives of uh, basically all my friends, or, well, all the friends that I have that, are, that I count as brothers and sisters. I've seen that happen, and they've seen it happen, and they tell you the same thing. And uh, as far as giving your all to God, if you go to the, the link on TonyFunderberg.com for this article, this particular article, you'll uh, be able to listen to a song uh, that, that I composed to the words written by a woman I know, a Christian woman. It's called I Give You All, and her name's Christina Miller. And you'll be able to hear um, someone talking about giving their all to God. It's a, it's a great description. That's why I took those words and put it to music. I hope you'll go there and enjoy it. And I got one more question for you. Are you feeling down and out? Well, you'll find a lot of self-help articles on how to deal with feeling that way, but I'd like to suggest that yourself isn't the best place to look for help. In fact, I'd like to suggest that you look for what your Creator says about you. And He says a lot of things about you. Yes, you. When you look for these things, you'll discover a much more dependable source for how to deal with feeling down and out. That source is God. You can have hope in God everlasting hope. You can have an inexplicable joy that surrounds you in spite of what the day might dish out to you. <clears throat> Excuse me, in spite of what the day might dish out to you. And others, well, they'll wonder what you've got. 
and some will want what you've got. In fact, it doesn't mean troubles will magically disappear, but it does mean you'll be able to deal with come what may. In case you've never heard of him, there was a king in Israel a long time ago named David. Maybe you've heard the story of how he killed a giant of a man named Goliath? Yes? But did you know David was a songwriter? Yeah, it's true. Now, I don't pretend to be a man of the same stature as King David, but I do identify with him. His songs exuded a lot of joy, joy in his relationship with God. There's a place in the Bible where it says he danced before the Lord. I love that. His songs are collected in a book, of, uh, in, a book in the Bible called Psalms, which means songs, and today... A part of one of those psalms popped up in my Bible app as the verse of the day. And here's what it said. This is Psalm 42, verse 11. Why are you so cast down, O my soul? And why are you so disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him, the help of my countenance and my God. Well, do you see what's going on there? David acknowledged feeling down. But he didn't allow his soul's feelings to overtake his knowledge of where his hope lives. He was down, but not out. He knew to praise God in spite of his circumstances, and that would be the help of his countenance. Your countenance can be the look on your face or the ability to maintain your composure. God can put a smile on your face and lift you up when you lean toward feeling down and out, but He doesn't use magic. He wants you to trust in Him and lean on Him, not yourself. Is there a reason why you'd rather trust in your feelings than trust in God? If so, what is it? Do you truly believe yourself is strong enough and wise enough to thrive in a world so full of selfish humans? If you do, write to me and tell me how you do it. And if you'd rather find out how to have a lasting hope in God, the God who loves you so much he sacrificed himself for you, then write to me and I'll do my best to help you discover his love. I don't want you to feel down and out. I want you to be more than an overcomer. And you can do that with God's help. Well, that does it for this episode of the Truth in Words and Music podcast. I appreciate your support for these words and music that I share with you. It means the world to me. And um, there's some other awesome ways you can help me get these messages out to others. Uh, I'd love for you to discover all the ebooks that I have published on Amazon.com and Smashwords. I'd love for you, of course, to, if you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast. You could uh, circle me on Google+. You could follow me on Twitter. And you can watch videos, and I hope to be adding some more of those on YouTube. And you can see links to all of these places in each of my articles at the end of them um, on TonyFunderburk.com. You'll see the links below my name. I sign my name um, digitally, every uh, article. And you'll see those links, and I'd love for you to follow me in any, any of those places you like or that you enjoy. Until next time, this is Tony saying... May God bless you and keep you.